I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to the Brandis Female Podcast. Every week, I speak with women changemakers and founders who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. The new year is here and our resolutions are too, but focusing on our self-care and wellness should always be the focus, no matter the time of year. That's why I'm thrilled to introduce a special series on The Brandis Female over the next few weeks. Presented by Atleta, this series of conversations features women who embody different aspects of wellness, from sports to mental health and more, and by the same token, who empower women and girls everywhere. In support of Atleta's commitment to help women and girls ignite their limitless potential, they've partnered with Toronto Six, Canada's only women's professional hockey team. This partnership truly boosts visibility of women's sports and female athletes, which in turn will increase mentorship opportunities and positively impact the next generation of girls. Toronto Six joins the likes of Simone Biles and Alison Felix as athletes who have partnered with Atleta. I'm a huge admirer of Atleta's dedication to uncompromising product perfection. Their beautiful, technical, and sustainable clothing supports women and girls in every aspect of our lifestyles, from yoga and training to travel and even sleep. To top things off, Atleta is a certified B Corp and 70% of their products are made using sustainable materials. Shop Atleta at atleta.gapcanada.ca and visit Atleta stores at Vancouver's Park Royal or at Toronto's Yorkdale Mall. And follow them on Instagram at Atleta. My first guest on our new wellness series this week is Jane Wong, a serial health tech entrepreneur, university professor, cancer research fundraiser, and founder and CEO of Optimity, a popular wellness app that rewards users for integrating healthy habits into their lifestyle to reach their health and financial goals. Here is our conversation. Jane, welcome to The Brand is Female. I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Nice to be here with you. I'm very happy to be sharing this stage with lots of amazing people that are also believing in the same things that I do. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. Um, I'm going to take you back in time a little bit. And I'm curious to know, growing up as a young girl, what did you dream of a career for yourself later in life? And did it have anything to do with what you're doing today? Or was it something completely different at that point? I think that's such an interesting question. And I did do a recent exercise where I went back in some of my journals. I journaled as I was growing up and I was looking at the things that were themes in those journals. And mm -hmm. uh, it did have a couple of things that is present in my life. And there's a there, there also is one key element that's different. So I'll break it down for you a little bit. The themes that I knew that I wanted to do is that I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world. I knew that I wanted to leave the world a better place. I was really interested in sciences and health sciences specifically. And that is exactly what I do today at Optimity. Um, we help people live healthier and longer and wealthier. So it definitely is exactly what I, my 10-year-old self uh, said in those journals. Uh, one thing that's a little bit different was uh, in my in, in my own picture for myself, I really thought about it as a I wanted to build like a team. It's, it's, it's quite a 
Canada focused. And I found as now that I'm working on Optimity, it really has that worldview. It's really a lot of the technology products that we have, uh, the software it enables us to expand beyond the border of just Canada. So that's one part where I think the ambition and the realization and the execution has grown. That's fantastic. And Along your journey, and, and I'm, I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, you, you had this interest in, in making the world a better place and changing the world and, and creating that impact. Um, so how did you choose what to study in school? For me, I just studied the things that were very interesting to me. I liked health sciences. I really excelled in math and statistics. So I liked patterns and both of my parents were electrical engineers. So they did a lot of development, like software development. So I had that skill set growing up. Uh, so I just pursued things that were interesting to me uh, without having it really kind of culminate into Uh, any sort of like product or vision or something like that. But um, along my journey, uh, my own professional journey, so I did biochemistry as my undergrad at McGill. Um, and then I graduated into really a career of being in pharmaceuticals and healthcare and doing uh, studies. And I'm a mortality risk longevity specialist. So I worked in right. the ovarian cancer, MS and Alzheimer's and really helping patients uh, improve their lives. And that's where I got exposed to kind of a worldwide science community. So I got to train doctors in Europe, uh, in Japan. So it, it, that's where I think the expansion of the reality and execution happened. Um, and then I spent quite a bit of time in that. I did my executive training. I got my MBA and then um, I also got to do more uh, health data analytics work uh, that's connected to wearables. I did some work at Stanford as well, executive training. And all of it kind of came together when, unfortunately, um, I lost my mother really young. So she was 52 at the time. And um, she, sorry. Got, yeah, that um, now thinking back, uh, it, it happened 10 years ago. Uh, now thinking back, I can really see how that made me very passionate about being part of the solution and creating a solution. I think that's where there was something clicked for me where I really wanted to create something that is an homage to my mother. She mm -hmm. was a catalyst to me really bringing healthcare to the more democratized consumer population. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned, I mean, health sciences, technology, um, a lot of these fields are, are typically areas where women are underrepresented in general, especially, you know, in studies and uh, in, the, in the professional world as well. Although with health sciences, we know that's slightly different when it comes to a profession like nursing, for example. But uh, to, to go back maybe to the time of, of you know, when you, when you were studying these things, Who were role models to you and did you have inspiring women that were kind of a, you know, a playing that role of model or inspiration in your life? Yeah, I definitely did. So uh, in, in health sciences, I think you do find a good representation of mm -hmm. ladies. Um, I think in my class, uh, even for my undergrad, uh, it was almost 60% women. Oh, so it, ladies were, yeah, of the majority. Um, however, I did find that even though I was inspired by, like the uh, director of scientific affair was a woman, my boss was a woman, like that, you know, those things were really great and they were putting energy into developing me as well, giving me opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went to do my MBA, the 
ratios changed drastically. Um, it was less than 30% women. Um, and it like, you can tell even when they publish the, <laughs> the salary data afterwards, it, there's definitely a discrepancy. And then as I found myself in a more senior uh, level, and as I found myself as an, as an entrepreneur, that number dwindled even more. So uh, female entrepreneurs get less than 2% of funding overall, like 2%. Absolutely. Nowhere close to 50-50. Yeah. So no. I think that's where I'm really feeling the the difference um, between gender and that growth in terms of seniority. Mm-hmm. And is that something that's inspired you? And then I do want to talk about Optimity and, you know, what you, what, what you're achieving, uh, with, uh, with your company. Um, do you feel the need to support, you know, the next generation and play that role of being basically a role model and providing, you know, representation for young women that might be wanting to follow in your footsteps? And is that something that you've perhaps integrated um, in your approach, you know, in, in the working world today, being able to give back and mentor the next generation? Yeah, absolutely. I did. So on my leadership team, I'm very proud to say that we have half women, half men. So I, I really Oh, congratulations. Thank Fantastic. You. Yeah. And I think it, it's really important to give opportunity for women who are maybe even training up to be in that leadership role. Right. So uh, I'm proud to say that we have female engineers, we have female designers, we have excellent like customer success like leaders within our company that are ladies. And I, I don't really think about um, trying to force anything. It's mm -hmm. just really paying attention to who needs what type of uh, training and opportunities. And really, I found I've had excellent um, peers as well, um, other great female entrepreneurs, uh, even female funders, investors. I have female investors as well, and they support me and what we do. So I, I really enjoy kind of this um, ecosystem that's a like a supportive ecosystem. And I couldn't be here also without my uh, male co-founders who also believe in uh, my leadership. And mm -hmm. I think the overall vision of the company itself stands well on its own. And I just hope that, you know, for on the macro sense, that it's as much of a meritocracy as it is at Optimity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we do we do need the allies. So that's fantastic that you've struck that balance. Um, I do want to talk about Optimity and, uh, you know, it's a, you've, you've created a wellness app, but it has a very, uh, a very specific uh, approach uh, compared to what exists in the world of, of wellness apps. So I'd love to hear in your words uh, what the what the platform entails and how you came up with the concept for Optimity. Sure. Uh, Optimity is a popular wellness app. It rewards the user for integrating healthy habits into mm -hmm. their life. So optimizing your life. Uh, and we're using behavior science and also gamification. So making it a little fun uh, while we're doing these regularly like scary things such as checking on our health or feeling mm -hmm. Right. So uh, users are getting points for accomplishing tasks like walking, meditation, learning and even budgeting, because we found that educating financial well-being really lifts the whole tide of quality of life. And that improves longevity and improves health 
outcomes. So the these points that the users earn can be redeemed for retail gift cards. They can be for travel rewards, different points. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited because in the last two years, we've grown so much. We have about 2.6 million North American members that are really living healthier and wealthier and longer on the platform. And they're connecting wearable devices such as like Fitbit, Apple Watch, uh, Garmin, so on to help them travel passively, but also learning, doing a lot of micro learning mm-hmm. on our platform. That's fantastic. Congratulations for, for reaching that milestone. Um, and this leads me to want to ask you, and as a, as a busy entrepreneur, as a founder yourself, um, what is your approach to wellness? And, you know, what are things outside of using Optimity, as, as I'm sure you, you do? Um, what is, you know, what are things that are important for you to kind of stay grounded, stay in the moment and be your, you know, living kind of your optimal life? Uh, and these can be things that are important from, you know, physical health sense, but it can also be how you deal with mental stress uh, and just life in general. Yeah, I think every little thing counts. And that is my principle in life, which is this really non-judgmental way of making small steps, taking small steps every day to live better every day. Um, Optimity is one of those rules to do that, to nudge you and to have things at your fingertips that, you know, gives you ideas and help you in the right direction. But in the general approach of my day to day, it's like, what can I do right now? that makes things better and setting my intentions. So just as we were having this conversation, you know, my intention was we're going to have lots of fun. We're going to be authentic. We're going to right enjoy the moment that we have together. Mm-hmm. And those little tweaks all throughout your life creates this compound effect of mm-hmm. improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we, we do this little mathematical thing with my, uh, with my team as well, right? Like a 4% improvement. So under five, like just a tiny improvement over a year can give you like 10 times and over two years gives you like a whole magnitude higher of your quality of life and how you perceive and how much happiness, how much joy you get out of life. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my principle. I love that. So it's really, you're demonstrating that the small steps, the small gestures can have lasting impact. And overall, they're really, they're really creating that change, right? Yeah, creating that change. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like over a large population too, it really instills the sense of self-care. Mm-hmm. And that's especially important when we come, you know, when we talk about mental health, when we talk yeah. about financial wellness, be far beyond just physical health. Mm-hmm. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women in Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD services for women in business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. Our special wellness conversation series is brought to you by Atleta. 
Atleta's designed for mothers, daughters, sisters, and friends of all ages that are leading active lifestyles. Whether you're on the go seeking inner balance and wellness for yourself, or taking part in an active life that involves friends, school, and sports, Atleta has the clothes you need to keep moving. I love that Atleta offers clothing in sizes XXS to 3X and works to create the best product and shopping experience for all bodies. Shop Atleta at atleta.gapcanada.ca, visit Atleta at Vancouver's Park Royal or at Toronto's Yorkdale Mall, and follow them on Instagram at Atleta. And it's interesting that these things, we realize today how connected all of these elements are. And I always like, you know, asking the question to women on the show uh, who have a, you know, a health or a science background, a tech background, um, what's your decision-making process like? Are you somebody who relies more on intuition or do you like to have, you know, a lot of data on your, at your fingertips and make decisions more rationally. And maybe it's a combination of, of the two, but uh, it's, it strikes me that you are someone, you know, with that uh, kind of science background, but you're also um, very open to, uh, you know, th th things that are not so rational and scientific in our lives from the sounds of how you approach uh, Optimity and the platform. So I'm curious to know how that uh, affects your view for making decisions, could be in business or even in your personal life. Yeah. Uh, for intuition, I definitely use it in a way where I pay attention to where my energy flows. Mm -hmm. When something mm -hmm. is exciting, where there's energy towards it, I know that's, I, I pursue things that I really believe in and that I'm passionate about, that I'm excited to like kind of jump up in the morning and do every day and tackle. I do rely on data to make Uh, decisions. So I think if I can summarize the intuition I use to almost form hypothesis and guide the direction of yeah. what to do. And yeah. then I use the data to kind of validate that. It's pretty scientific, but like we validate it. So, I mean, that's how we came up with the name at Optimity. Um, we let people, you know, we, we know that we wanted to talk about a way to optimize your life. We want to talk about a way of living well. So Uh, there was a brainstorm that was done. I think there was 26 different choices that came up. And then we let people choose what they wanted. And then we took a look at the top two. And we chose the one that really kind of resonated with us. So Optimity itself means a state of being best. And it actually got the most votes. So I think the two actually kind of meet together. Intuition is just our own brain's AI doing the pre like prediction for us. Right, right. That's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And what does leadership mean to you? Um, and you've talked about mentorship a little bit earlier and how, you know, you give back and support the, the next generation, the people on your team. But overall, do you feel a kind of that sense of responsibility with being a, a leader at the helm of your company? I definitely feel the responsibility and the accountability mm -hmm. that comes with leadership in terms of making sure that the people that I have working on the team are doing something that they're passionate about, something. We have this thing called AAA strategies So with our people. So the first one is like, are they A players? Are they actively engaged, right? Mm -hmm. And the second one is really, are they aligned to the mission and vision of what we're doing? We're such a mission-driven company. So, you know, do they want to spend their time gamifying and doing behavior science to help people live healthier and wealthier and thank goodness there's tons of people that are really you know excellent and they love that 
Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, can they do per, like really a active execution in it in a way that produces results, right? Do they get it, want it? Can they, do they have the capacity to do it? And I, the responsibility that I have in leadership is really being crystal clear about what our mission is, what is the, our culture, and then also uh, holding holding myself up to the same, like we call it canny, continuous and never ending improvement, holding myself accountable for improving in the way that I am operating as a person. And then that really, everyone uh, buys into that together and then equal opportunity for people. So the meritocracy is kind of almost ingrained in part of that culture. Hmm. What is something that felt like a an obstacle or a challenge that maybe you could not have foreseen? What's something that surprised you that was maybe a little bit more difficult than you expected uh, when you first set out to create Optimity? Yeah, I I found that uh, the I I'm not a financially driven person. Um, just if you look at my personality profile, it's really impact driven. Uh, so not really financially driven. And I know that uh, a lot of building the business, it also is um, getting financing for the business. And I, as I alluded to before, only about 2% of uh, venture capital funds is actually invested in women-run businesses. Yeah, so yeah. The, the two um, kind of, it's it's both discouraging and then also, right, there may be some avoidance on my part as well. So there's like that, um, that was a challenge in our business where it really helped me to understand, to achieve the impact that I want. There is uh, evangelism and there must be fundraising and there must be the ask um, of, uh, of dollars that comes with it. And mm-hmm. I think it's also like being uh, thick-skinned enough to take rejection, sometimes fair, mm-hmm. sometimes Um, and be able to really go at it over and over again. I think that's Mm -hmm. a skill that is like more trained versus something that's like natural to me. Mm. And and, yeah, and that, that makes sense. Um, was there a moment, you know, when you first created the, the, the company where it felt like, and I ask this because a lot of women founders I speak to have, and I think it's on, it's on different levels for different people, but as women, we tend to have a, a, a touch of imposter syndrome, right? And feeling sometimes a little doubtful about our abilities or our projects. Um, and I think it's important to celebrate the moments when, you know, we do accomplish something that's phenomenal and, and deserves recognition. So I wonder if there was that moment when it finally felt, and maybe it was early on, but, you know, when it felt like, okay, we have something that's going to work here and we're seeing, you know, how many users are signing up or what was kind of that turning point for you? I think the data generated by the user, because I think that's where, the user when they're connecting their devices, when they're telling us about their their own goals and aspirations or where they're getting, reading the u- user reviews mm-hmm. <laughs> has been super ther- like therapeutic for us. Um, <laughs> I love that. And, yeah, like when someone tells you, hey, I lost 38 pounds on this. I love what you guys are doing, right? Like, don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. this is my favorite app. Um, that means a lot to us and uh, to me personally. So that gives me lots of energy to like, continue to do that and make it more available to other people to discover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
what is one thing you need in your everyday life? And this kind of connects to, you know, the question about wellness, but what's one habit that, you know, is something that you know is critical to your well-being or to your, you know, mental health, mental peace of mind? Um, and maybe it's something new that you've recently integrated. A movement for myself, actually. So uh, I need to definitely go for a walk, go for a run, you know, play tennis, play volleyball. Like I need to do something. I need to be moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think moving my body has, it, it rejuvenates you. It's almost like if you, you get more energy by putting energy in. Yeah. And, um, and scientifically in optimity, like as a mortality risk specialist, I can tell you the data supports that as well. So besides age, there's really new science to this. People use sitting is the new smoking because smoking status uh, in underwriting, um, when people look at risk uh, originally, uh, people ask, do, you know, do you smoke? And then they'll take years off your life if you're a smoker, right? Mm-hmm. But since we had step trackers, the wearable devices, uh, if you have under 7,000 steps, mm-hmm. right, that actually takes more years of your life. So steps is actually a more predictive factor wow. than smoking. Next mm-hmm. to age, steps is the most predictive factor. So I guess that's where the two, for my own personal experience, I definitely have to move every day. And then also when we look at the science and what we do at Optivity, we try to get people to move and get at least 7,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we're actually moving the population. We're making people live longer by making them move a little bit more. Mm, yeah, that's fantastic. And now we have the tools and Optimity is one of them, but um, we have tools you know, to measure this, these things on an everyday basis. So there, there's no excuse really, because it's, it's now easy. Yeah. And you don't need a wearable device. Um, you know, just having your phone like on Optimity literally just measures it with your phone too. And you can tell where you are. And I think that's just the awareness. Like you don't, if you don't have the number, you're not aware. Yeah. So building that awareness is really the first step. We talk about small steps, big outcomes, right? So like, mm. that's literally a very critical first step that you, you must take today. Mm-hmm. Good advice. And um, what would be your advice to someone who is considering starting their own business? And maybe it is in a field of, you know, wellness or tech, or it overlaps the two as, uh, as, as many, many concepts do now. But what would be kind of your top tips for somebody who's just starting out with their business idea? Oh, that's a good question. I think the top Three things that I would say is, one, uh, make sure when you are starting the business, it's something that you are almost obsessing over, you're really Mm -hmm. compelled by, that you're really passionate about because it is a long marathon, it's a journey. So just make sure that this is, you know, this is the mountain that you want to climb, right? So I think that's number one. And then two is really people. Um, when you are doing it, surround yourself with people that are that see right. They they have the same passion. They're compelled. They you trust them that you can have very healthy conflict with about how to solve the problem as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because many uh, businesses don't die from competition or anything like that. Especially fledgling businesses comes from internal like disagreements between founders or. Mm. Uh, early members. So I think two is really team. And then three is uh, in terms of strategy, clearly articulate that because I found that if you're able to 
articulate it clearly. It helps you with funding. It helps you with recruitment. It helps you with execution. It's really kind of an important third pillar of that stool. Hmm. Yeah, those are those are great tips. And absolutely, uh, number two, I think we often underestimate as you know founders, entrepreneurs, the uh, the impact of the team. And it can be our co-founders. It can be kind of the you know, top management or, or, or number two, you know, in the company, those people are so important. And it's not just, I think as women entrepreneurs, often too, we tend to isolate ourselves, right? But that dynamic and that exchange with team members uh, is really what's going to make or break a lot of what we're trying to accomplish. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it takes a village to do something great. Yeah, that, that is so true. And my favorite question to ask guests on the show, uh, would you name one thing that you wish women or non-binary people would do more of and one thing they would do less of? Ooh, I think I wish I saw, so I'm going to be very, uh, from my perspective here, I wish I see more women sharing their stories, almost doing the marketing like out there, you know, on the big um, TV shows, books and whatnot. I, I see there's in, there are some, but it's no, it's nowhere near 50, 50%. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see more of that. Um, the less, I don't really have anything for less. I really just want to see more, to be honest. <laughs> uh, there's a, uh, um, I, I do hope, to be that there is less like almost suffering or unfairness that happened um, in certain decisions or anything like that. But um, not, it's not from women that we get that from, you know, it's, 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 it's not always like that. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, I'll take it. That's, that's a great answer. And what is, what is next for you? What's on the horizon for Optimity in months or the year ahead that we're, you know, 2022, uh, is is literally just just about to start, um, and at the same time, are there things in your own life that you're setting as goals for the coming months? Absolutely. So yeah, we're less than a month away from the new year, right? New year, new you. Uh, I'm excited to be welcoming more members to join the the free app that we now made available for over a year now. So I'm looking forward to like supporting. Um, these millions of people's in their new year goal setting and moving more and meditating more and maybe sleeping more. Uh, and I, I'm excited for 2022 because I think most people have made changes. There are some, you know, changes that was forced upon them because of the pandemic and the changing lifestyle and people have moved, people have maybe changed jobs. It's such a great opportunity to find new routines And I'm excited for them to be intentionally doing self-care and finding joy and finding ways that they can uh, enjoy more movement, more learning, right? More health Mm -hmm. in their new environment. And that's fantastic. That's a a great goal to have. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Jane, as we start the new year, um, you know, we'll be uh, uh, motivated by uh, the, the the great habits that Optimity can inspire in each of our lives. And thank you so much for being a, a champion for 
wellness and for, you know, things that we can do to live longer, happier, healthier lives. I think this is so important because uh, in general, life is short and, you know, we can, we, we need, to, we need to optimize the time that we have here and congratulations on what you've accomplished. I'm very excited to see what happens next with Optimity. We'll, we'll stay in touch and uh, wishing you a great, you know, happy, healthy 2022. And thank you so much for speaking with me today. Yes, uh, absolutely. And I'm excited for the new year. Great. Well, thank you again. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Women in Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thanks to Atleta for their support of our wellness series. Designed for women, by women, Atleta's clothing is offered in sizes XXS to 3X, empowering all women to lead active lifestyles with confidence. Atleta is a certified B Corp company and 70% of their products are made using sustainable materials. This commitment has diverted 1.1 million tons of fabric waste from landfills. Additionally, Atleta has contributed $1 million to their workers in fair trade certified factories. Shop Atleta at atleta.gapcanada.ca, visit Atleta at Vancouver's Park Royal or Toronto's Yorkdale Mall, and find them on Instagram at Atleta. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Marketing and digital growth, Kayla Gillis. And partnerships, Natalie Hope. Yeah.